everyone. I'm Mallory Meltrapost, and my Pod Squad girls and I are so glad that you're joining us today. Um, we have a really special guest on the show. <laughs> my friend Sherry Soretsky's here. She's hilarious and talented and wonderful, and we are so blessed with her presence <laughs> on the podcast today. So she's an author and blogger, um, and she's a recent grandmother. Yes! <gasps> And yes. she's my all-time favorite person to follow on Facebook because she just keeps it so real. She, I literally LOL when I follow her. So, Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm yes. very excited. We're so happy. So, okay, how old is your new grandson now? He is seven months. Oh, my goodness. I just goodness. had him all day yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And what's his name? Xander. Oh, well, congratulations thank on baby you. Xander. He's precious. Oh, he is. Are He's you beautiful. loving being a grandma? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Best thing say. ever. Yes, that's amazing. Um, and you do have a blog titled Mothering Marriage and Menopause, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. Well, yes. great. Well, we can't wait to hear what God's put on your heart to share with us today. So please take it away. All right. Well, so my lesson is called Getting on Board with God's Plan After You Think That He Derailed Yours. So so I think we've all read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That's kind of the verse that we all use when we're talking about God having plans for us. Um, the verse says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And if you haven't read it yourself, then uh, maybe somebody has quoted it to you, or if you're like me, you've quoted it to many other people. And it's a great verse that should make us feel secure in God's plan. But sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have our own plans and they're great plans. I had many great plans (laughs) in my life. Plans that we built our own future on. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're not necessarily bad plans or even selfish plans. We may have painstakingly found a path that not only includes our faith, but absolutely honors God. And of course, God will get on board with our plans. (laughs) Yes. So my life was full of plans. Get married, have kids, get a good job, make good money, be an upstanding community member. And then none of these plans were bad but they just weren't necessarily focused on God. Mm. So my plans never included getting divorced, being homeless, getting on welfare, raising three kids alone, and going to nursing school as a single mom. Mm. Actually, nursing school alone was never in my plans because when I was a kid, I passed out at the sight of blood. (laughs) So (laughs) never thought I'd be a nurse. But somehow, God made all this work, and he made a path to him through all that. And even as a single mom, I made more plans. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the kingdom, and I was, I was a disciple. But, you know, at that point, it was planning on how do I get married? How do I get my life back on track? Um, and people used to quote scriptures with Sarah in it all the time. Mm-hmm. They would come to me and say, think of Sarah. She had a baby at 100 years old. Um, you could still get married. And I just want to give everybody a tip. That is not a good example to share with single women. They do not want to get married at 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so scrap that one when you're trying to talk to the single single women. Okay, noted. So, <laughs> so, so even more recently, um, my plans didn't include having the school that I work for close abruptly. Uh, leaving all of my students and all of my faculty without jobs and without a school two weeks before Christmas. That was definitely not in my plan. And, uh, and God and I really had to wrestle over that. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent two months reading through Psalms and Proverbs. And uh, my prayer life really exploded. Um, I had to pray a lot. 
and had to spend a lot of time with my friends. And, um, and I prayed through all my frustration. And then I started changing what I was asking God. I spent a lot of time in the first couple of weeks just asking why. Why would you allow this to happen? Why would you allow this to happen to all my students, all my faculty, um, especially right before Christmas? Um, and then my prayer started to change. And instead of asking why, I started asking what's next mm-hmm. and where should I be and what do you want? Um, maybe not in that tone. It was more like, what do you want from me? Not what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then st- things started really started happening. So two verses that really spoke to me while I was going through this were in Proverbs. Um, in Proverbs 16.3, it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And in Proverbs 16.9, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And then I really camped out in Psalms 20 for a while. That's actually on my vision board. Um, The first two verses say, May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant your support from Zion. And I read that over and over and over again. So in January, another school stepped up to try to help my students and the faculty. And in February, almost two months to the day that our closure was announced, uh, we received approval from the Board of Nursing to get the students back in school. Um, And this situation, again, was not in my plan, but it brought me and so many others closer to God. Um, I felt that God used this horrible situation to do something pretty amazing. Uh, And really, I told the students from the very beginning, the only way that this is going to happen is through divine intervention. And that is one of the best things about being laid off is nobody can tell you not to share your faith. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so my students heard this over and over again. You guys all should be praying about this. Mm -hmm. And they were. That was the crazy thing is I was getting these emails all the time from my students saying, Ms. Radsky, we're praying. We're praying really hard. Um, So that was just an awesome thing. Um, so the, the Bible, when you're looking at the Bible, especially at the Old Testament, and you're looking at all these different characters, there are many of them that ended up having plans that were outside of their original plan, that God took them in a direction they weren't planning on. But my favorite all-time Bible character, and always has been, is Moses. And I know he's not a woman, but hear me out. So <laughs> We're with you. <laughs> thank you. So Moses is my favorite Bible character because when he was called by God, his response, and literally this is the first, oh, Lord, please send someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I'm sure it sounded much less wimpy in ancient Hebrew, but it's pretty gutsy if you think about it. When you're having a conversation with God, and he's talking to you from a burning bush, so you know it's God, and you say, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> so. So based on the story of Moses, I have three good reasons why you should get on board with God's plan when you think that he derailed yours. So reason number one, God's plan is based on what he knows about us, and he knows us better than we actually know ourselves. So Moses' life, you think about what his life was like. It was chaos. He was born a Hebrew. He was put in a basket, sent down the river picked up by Pharaoh's daughter, and then he was raised as a prince in Pharaoh's palace. When he got to be an adult, he killed a man trying to protect the Hebrews, who then turned on him (laughs) and said, you know, now you're just going to get us in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he got married out in the desert, I think he finally felt like, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to raise some sheep. I'm going to hang out here in the desert. 
my plan is just to have a calm life at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think most of us can kind of relate to that. I'm good where I'm at. Mm -hmm. This is just a, a comfortable place. So when God called Moses from the burning bush, Moses literally responded five times with, I'm not your guy, Mm -hmm. go get somebody else. But God knew that Moses was actually a great leader. Moses just didn't know that himself. So if you think about God created us, and he knows us to our core, and beyond that, he actually knows our framework. He knows what we can withstand, and he also knows what it's going to take to get us to our potential. And I think a lot of times we don't know that. So, and I will tell you, potential does not develop from an easy path. Um, I know that. I try that with my abs. It just doesn't work. Um, So there are talents that I think about I have, um, but I don't always want. Okay, my my favorite position, even at work, is second in command. I love that position. I love to do the work, but not actually be in the, the front lines and the limelight. I have not been able to do that position in a long time because I continue to get put into positions of leadership even when I don't want them. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why I identify with Moses Mm -hmm. because uh, when my crisis hit in December, when everything happened and I spent so much time praying and crying about everything that was going on for my poor students and my faculty, there was a part of me that just wanted to walk away. I just wanted to be like, you know what, let me just walk away from the situation, find something else to do. And it would have been easier. It really would have been. It would have been much easier. Um, But I really felt God pulling me in this direction to work through this issue and uh, to try to help the students and the the staff. And in the end, um, God's plan was best. Mm. So that's reason one. Reason two, God's plan comes with everything we need. Mm-hmm. My plans are rarely all-inclusive. <laughs> so so when Moses was arguing with God about being the wrong man for the job, God continued to reassure Moses that he would be with him. And he was. He gave Moses a staff that turned into a snake, a hand that turned leprous, and ten plagues to convince Pharaoh to release the Israelites. When they were walking through the desert, he provided food, water, and safe passage through the Red Sea. And I want you to think about what that was like to be walking through the sea with water on both sides and then to have all that water come down on the Egyptians as they were following. And then imagine Moses being at the head of this pack and thinking back to what if God would have just said after the fifth time, fine. I'll find somebody else. Mm -hmm. If Moses would have not, if God wouldn't have pushed him through this plan and somebody else would have done it. So, and God could have done that. Mm -hmm. So God will still do amazing things. And I will tell you, watching this situation that I went through, we had heard in December, absolutely no, Mm -hmm. we will not allow this teach out. And two months later, it was an absolute yes. Wow. There were no plagues involved that I am aware of, (laughs) and I didn't get a cool staff that turned into a snake. We can get you one. Yeah, I would like that. (laughs) I really wanted to go before the board and throw something out, but, um, (laughs) but I got to watch God change the minds of people. Um, And so, again, wasn't as cool as what Moses did, but I felt pretty, you know, pretty powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. or I felt God's power. So... 
So the third reason is God's plan always includes the big picture. Yes. He knows where we fit into the puzzle, and typically we can only see our piece and maybe a few little pieces around it. And even when you think about a jigsaw puzzle, one of my favorite things about that is none of the pieces are perfect. Mm-hmm. All of the pieces are, you know, just awkward and crazy on their own, but they all fit together. Mm-hmm. So when Moses was arguing with God over who should go save the Israelites, he didn't know that he was part of this bigger story, okay? Because um, it wasn't just about saving the Israelites. It was about creating a nation and about creating um you know, laws and governance for that nation. That was all happening as they were walking through the desert. And then it was about paving the way for the rest of the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about this is Exodus and think about everything that came afterwards. And then you think about Moses being this man that was saying, no, thank you, not me, send someone else. Mm -hmm. And when you get into Matthew in verse 17, one, Jesus was, when he was preparing for his role, the two people that stood before him were Elijah and Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses, this man that didn't even want to do this, became this person that God used continually. Mm. So I think there are times that I don't know where I fit in the puzzle. I'm kind of spinning in my little jigsaw piece, like, (laughs) where do I go next? Um, But what I have learned is that God does know where I fit, and he knows where all the pieces fit around me. Uh, I can't tell you, I can't even tell you where I'm going to end up next. You know, I feel very dedicated to what I'm doing right now, but what I continue to do is watch doors open and then try to allow God to determine which one I walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he'll find a way for me to be useful if I allow him to do that and I don't just mm-hmm. get comfortable. And when he finds the way for me to do that, he'll use the talents that he gave me, mm-hmm. um, So there are times also, and I really feel the need to talk about this, that our plans are truly devastated. Mm -hmm. Um, Bad things happen. Divorce, loss of a child, loss of a spouse. And those things really do rock our world and rock our relationship with God. Um, What I went through in December was just loss of a job, which is nothing compared to some of the losses that I've seen people go through. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can feel really alone when that happens, Mm -hmm. and wonder why God has allowed this horrific thing to happen in our life. And what I really want to say is we can't minimize that pain, Mm -hmm. and we can't minimize um, that pain in others. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to wrestle through our emotions, and I think God wants us to do that. He doesn't want just blind obedience. He wants us to have a true relationship with him, and he wants us to be able to cast our anxiety on him. Um, I had a student one time that had a a baby that died of SIDS, and the baby actually died while she was in class. She got the phone call while she was in class. And and she came to me at one point. She actually stayed in class for a little while because I think she she said she just needed something else to do to take her mind off of this. And she really broke down one day and said, I can't take one more person telling me he's in a better place Mm -hmm. because all that does is make me feel like, why do, you, why do you think he wasn't in a good place with me? Mm. And so a lot of the things that we try to say to people really try to minimize the impact of what they're going through, mm-hmm. and we can't do that. Right. Um, you know, even though people were not trying to hurt her when they were saying that, people mm-hmm. are just reaching for something to say. Right. 
So, um, so I just think with God, he wants us to be able to work through those things and cast that pain on him. Mm-hmm. And he allows us time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Moses, Moses had to work through that anxiety mm-hmm. and that fear, and God let him do that. He didn't just say after the first time when God said, you know, when Moses said, no, thank you, I'm not your guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't just shut him down and say, well, you're not what I need then. Right. Okay. So, so I've seen God just do some amazing things in this situation and in other situations. Um, like I said, I didn't get a staff and a snake and I didn't get all of these great plagues and all of these other things, but it was pretty amazing to be able to look back on. So the question for you is, what is God trying to do in your life? Mm -hmm. And how is he going to use your talents? And what do you have to do to get on board with the plan that God has for you? That was amazing. And I loved even your takeaways at the end there that we can all think about and reflect on as well. But I had a couple Mm follow-up questions um, I wanted to ask. Because this is all really great, and I know that God has an awesome plan, and I would love it if we all had our very own personal burning bush (laughs) that that could just be really specific and tell us these things and even, like, uh, lead us Mm -hmm. and empower us by God. But obviously we don't have that. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I want to strive for, to be on God's plan, to follow Mm -hmm. his will for my life. Um, But how do I know that I'm on God's plan? Like, what are indicators – that I'm following his will and not just kind of enforcing my own mm-hmm. on my life. What do you think? So I think one of the things is to look as you're looking at your plan and our doors getting shut. You know, are there things that are coming up and inhibiting that plan? And, and again, that may not always mean that you're not on God's plan because I had doors shut, you know, when I was working through this issue. But I think that's one thing is if you continue to run up against roadblocks maybe you're not on the right path. Mm. Um, The other thing is to really talk to some of the women around you. I mean, I had opportunities come up that I I got to sit down with some of my spiritual friends and work through and really allow them to be honest with me Mm. um, about some of my strengths and weaknesses. And so, so I think those are all things to, and to really pray about being on God's plan, Mm -hmm. I think is the other thing. I had to continue to do that in that situation and, And as long as I kept seeing these doors open, I felt like this was where God was leading me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really prayed for him to be specific. Like, I'm slow, and I'm not smart. (laughs) And so if I'm not supposed to be here, slam the door in my face and make it very clear. (laughs) So, No, I love that. That's really Mm -hmm. helpful. Thank you. Um, And as we're learning this message and trying to apply it ourselves, you you mentioned a little bit at the end there, but how can we as women support other women and our friends as they navigate their own journeys and especially as they're processing difficult or even devastating circumstances? Like how can we use what you're talking about to to help and encourage other people? What do you recommend? So I think that the best thing is to be a really good listener with other women. Um, We... uh, Sometimes we want to fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, we have somebody come and tell us about something horrible that has happened, and we feel the need to fix it. Mm -hmm. And so first of all, I'm going to remind us that we're not men. We don't need to fix everything, (laughs) okay? God love all the men. We love them. But, you know, but we need to just be able to listen. And then 
then maybe point them towards some scriptures that might help. Okay. Um, but the, the, the biggest thing is don't minimize that right. pain that they're going through and allow them to work through it and be a support. Um, you know, I think sometimes, again, we want to try to get everybody on what we think God's plan is for them. Right. And we don't know either. So we need to allow them to work through some of those things and just give them some guidance on staying close to God. Right. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate that. That's very good input. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for being with us today. I deeply appreciate it. I was so excited just to spend time with you and sit down. I even shaved my legs for this. So oh, man. Kind of, <laughs> kind of a big deal. Um, but we really appreciate you being here and sharing what God's put on your heart. And um, yeah, our prayer here is just that that encourages and inspires and empowers even the people listening today. So Um, Thank you again, and thank you to everybody who did listen to the podcast today, and we really hope that it continues just to enrich and empower, inspire your life as you try to love and follow God more. So we'll definitely catch you all next time, but thanks for being here. We are one.